the South African Association of Freight Forwarders uh, says that disruptions to the country's supply chain over recent weeks has resulted in the loss of trust, of reputational damage, a decreasing investor confidence, companies choosing to avoid using South Africa's ports, among other things. Um, uh, Asaf says that a recent cyber attack on Transnet resulted in a virtual standstill for 12 days and has affected the jobs of many. And this comes after Transnet announced that it had lifted the force majeure at its container terminals at the ports of Cape Town, Durban, uh, Nuha and Kabecha. And this following last month's cyber attack at the entity. Uh, for more on this, we join on the line by uh, Western Cape uh, Soft Director Mike uh, Walvin. Uh, Mike, please say your surname for me. It's Walwyn. You were very close. Walwyn. Thank you so much. Uh, Welcome to Updated Noon, Mike. Uh, So, firstly, uh, your reaction to the lifting of the force majeure by Transnet? Yes, obviously that's good news. Um, There was a question as to whether force majeure was really necessary. But what it points out is that systems are back on track more or less. There are some that are not yet re-established. But the ports are working. Cargo is moving. And that is a huge relief. By the way, and in your introduction, you talked about 12 days. Well, it was probably about seven or eight days ultimately due to the cyber attack. And the other six days were, of course, due to the civil unrest that happened the week before. So it's a double whammy for the industry. And speaking of that cyber attack, and we've been trying to get Transnet to speak to us uh, to no avail. How much do you know about uh, the actual cyber attack? Probably, I'm afraid, not much more than you, because we also haven't got any information from Transnet. And ultimately, only they will know what caused this. Generally speaking, it's either a result of ransomware or some other kind of malicious attack. But if it is the latter, then I don't know. I really have no idea who it might have been. If it was ransomware, we should have heard from Transnet as to how much was demanded and how much they paid and just looking at this type of cyber attack, is this something that's common um, or is it something that we should be particularly concerned about here in South Africa? Yes, I think it's becoming increasingly common. We've seen big instances of it in the past. For example, the world's biggest shipping line, Maersk, was hit two years ago with a ransomware attack, which cost them, I believe, $300 million. So these are not small numbers. And it's becoming more prevalent, amongst other reasons, because people working from home have their personal computers more vulnerable to attack. And when they link up to their home networks, whatever came in there also goes into the home network. So the opportunities for these criminals are increasing, yes. Mm. And uh, just in terms of the disruption uh, to the entire um, freight network, what would you say has been the greatest area of damage here? First of all, it's not easy to put a number on it, but it certainly runs into billions. And there's damage in a number of areas. First of all, reputational as a reliable supplier for exports. We have, for example, still a backlog of fruit exports desperately trying to get out because the supply lines were all clogged right back to orchard level. So there was fruit that couldn't be picked because there was no place to send it. Um, On the import side, we have, for example, the meat industry, where the civil unrest destroyed a lot of cold storage so that incoming cargo had no place to go and had to be diverted to other ports from Durban particularly. Um, 
Reputationally, internationally, the shipping lines themselves are now nervous about coming here because their vessels get delayed. And in fact, over the last week, there have probably been something like a dozen instances of vessels bypassing our ports and going somewhere else. So I could go on and on, but those are some of the big problems that we're facing. And those problems are massive, Mike. And and just in terms of uh, the freight forwarders, how badly were they affected by the force majeures? Yeah, well, we, of course, are the intermediaries. We make things happen for the exporters and the importers as freight forwarders. So our business obviously was impacted in two levels. First of all, there was less work to do and therefore less invoicing to be done. And secondly, we had to run around. We got very involved um, in forming a working group with Transnet to come up with temporary manual solutions to try and get something moving. That was quite successful. And we applaud Transnet for their cooperation in that regard. But the fact remains that a week, two weeks' worth of business was lost, and it doesn't come back again very easily. And looking at where we are currently, um, would it not be to everybody's benefit, including Transnet, for them to speak to us, uh, to, to give us some sort of clarity about what exactly the nature and the extent of the problems are? Yes, I certainly would have thought so. Again, I mean, we as an industry, as the closest contact point with cargo, if you like, would have liked to hear more about that. And I'm quite sure the general public need to know a bit more about it. So I agree with you 100%. So just moving forward, uh, Mike, um, uh, short-term prognosis for the industry, um, what's it looking like? Yeah, well, we can recover in the sense that systems are working again. Not entirely. There are still some transnet systems that are down, but you can work around those. The main terminal operating systems are now functional. So in that sense, there will be a recovery. But I think there's a much longer-term impact. We are looking at our projections for cargo next week, for example, and they're showing at a much lower level than we normally see at this time of the year. So that is not going to come back in a hurry. We have a a real danger that ports in our neighboring countries are obviously looking at this and thinking, what can they make out of it? And they will. We have on the East Coast ports ranging all the way down from Somalia to Maputo, who are capable of handling some of the traffic. And on the West Coast, of course, there's Walters Bay, which is well set up to run its corridor into Gauteng. So from a port point of view, there's a potential loss of business there, no doubt about it. Well, not good, uh, but obviously we hope that we'll hear from Transnet sooner rather than later. But thanks for your time, uh, Mike Walwyn, who is uh, the Western Cape Director of the South African Association of Freight Forwarders. Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m.